Chapters 37 through 42. Of the Paradise or Garden of the Holy Fathers, Book 2, by Palladius. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 37. Of the harlot whom the subdeacon drove out of the church. A certain old man said, There was a harlot who was so beautiful and so rich that all princes flocked unto her. One day she went into the church and desired to pass inside the gates, but a subdeacon who was standing at the door would not allow her to do so. And he said, Thou art not allowed to enter into the church of God, because thou art an unclean woman. Now whilst they were striving together, the bishop heard the sound of the noise, and he went out to see what was the matter. And the harlot said unto him, He would not permit me to go into the church. And the bishop said to her, Thou art not permitted to do so, because thou art unclean. Then having repented within herself, she said, I will never play the whore again. And the bishop said unto her, If thou wilt strip thyself of all thy possessions, I shall know of a certainty that thou dost repent. Then she brought her possessions, and the bishop took them, and divided them in the fear of God among the needy. And the woman went into the church, and wept, and said, If it hath happened to me thus in this world, what would have happened to me in the next? And she repented, and became a chosen vessel. Chapter 38 Of Abba Apollo, who was in Skeet They say concerning Abba Apollo, who lived in Skeet, that he was originally a rude and brutish herdsman, and that he once saw in the fields a woman who was with child, and that, through the operation of the devil, he said, I wish to know the condition of the child which is in the womb of this woman, and that he ripped her open, and saw the child in her belly, then straightway he repented, and purged his heart, and having repented he went to Skeet, and revealed unto the fathers what he had done, and when he had heard them singing the psalms, and saying, The days of our years are threescore years and ten, and with difficulty we come to fourscore years. Psalm 90.10 He said to the old men, I am forty years old this day, and have never yet made a prayer. And now, if I live for forty years more, I will never rest nor cease, nor refrain from praying to God continually, that he may forgive me my sins. And from that time onwards he did even as he had said, for he never toiled with the work of his hands, but he was always supplicating God, and saying, I, O oh my Lord, like a man having sinned, and do thou, like God, forgive me. And he prayed this prayer both by night and by day, instead of reciting psalms. And a certain brother who used to dwell with him once heard him say in his prayer, Now as he spake he wept, and groaned from the bottom of his heart, and sighed in grief of heart, O oh my Lord, I have vexed thee, have pity upon me and forgive me so that I may enjoy a little rest. Then a voice came to him which said, Thy sins have been forgiven thee, and also the murder of the woman, but the murder of the child is not yet forgiven thee. And one of the old men said, The murder of the child also was forgiven to him, but God left him to work, because this would prove beneficial to his soul. Chapter 39 Of Cosmos Who Was in Mount Sinai a certain brother asked an old man, and said unto him, 
How is it that Satan bringeth temptations upon holy men? And the old man said, I have heard that there was a holy man whose name was Cosmos, who used to dwell in Mount Sinai. And behold, a certain man went to the tabernacle of a husbandman, and finding his daughter by herself, he lay with her, and then said to her, When thy father cometh, say unto him, Abba Cosmos the monk hath lain with me. And when her father came, she told him thus. Then he took his sword, and came against the old man. And when he had knocked at the door, and the old man had gone forth, he lifted up his sword to slay him. But his hand withered straightway, and he went to the church and told the people there what the old man had done. And the fathers sent after him and brought him there, and having upbraided him and beaten him with many stripes, they wished to drive him out of the monastery. But he entreated them, saying, Allow me to stay here that I may repent for God's sake. And they separated him from the brotherhood for three years. And they laid down the command that no man was to go to him. And he passed three years in coming to the church Sunday by Sunday, and in repenting, and he besought the fathers also to pray for him. And at length the devil entered into him that had committed the act of which the old man had been accused. And being urged by him, he said, I committed the act. Then all the people were gathered together, and they went to the old man, and expressed their penitence, and said unto him, Forgive us, O Father. And he said unto them, I have indeed forgiven you, but it is impossible for me to remain with you henceforth, because I have not found in any one of you discretion sufficient to make him to sympathize with me. And so he departed from them. Behold how temptations come upon holy men. Chapter 40 Of Abimacarius, who was accused of committing fornication. Abimacarius used to tell a story about himself, and to say that when he was a boy he dwelt in a certain cell in Egypt, and that the people came and made him the priest of the village, and that, as he did not wish to receive the office of priest, he fled to another place and took up his abode in a cell which was not very far from the habitations of men. And a certain young man who feared God used to come and take away the work of the hands of the blessed man and to minister unto him. And it came to pass that, as a result of temptation, a certain virgin in the village fell into iniquity and conceived a child. And the folk said unto her, By whom art thou with child? And she said, By that monk who liveth in the desert. And they went and brought him into their village and smote him sorely. And they hung around his neck black pots and the ears handles of empty pans. And they made him to go round about through the markets of their village. And they mocked at him and buffeted him and said, This is the monk who has seduced our daughter. Let him be hanged. Let him be hanged. And they beat him nearly to death. Then came one of the old men of the village and said unto them, How long will ye go on beating this monk who is a stranger? And the man who ministered unto him came after him, and he was ashamed and pained because of his disgrace. And the people fastened their gaze upon him, and said, Behold, the monk concerning whom thou didst bear witness, and say that he was a holy man. Consider what he hath done, said the parents of the young woman, and unless he giveth a surety who will provide for her food, 
we will not release him. Then he said unto the man who ministered unto him, Give a pledge on my behalf, saying, I will provide for that. And he gave a pledge for him. And then the monk went to his cell, and gave him all the palm mats thereof, and said to him, Sell these, and give the money to my wife, that she may eat. For Macario said in his mind, Behold, thou hast found for thyself a wife, and it is necessary for thee to work a little or much, that thou mayest feed her. So he toiled by night and by day, and sent the proceeds of his toil to her. And it came to pass, that when the time for the woman to bring forth her child arrived, she suffered very severely for many days. And although she was in great tribulation, she did not give birth to the child. And when her parents saw this, they said unto her, What is this which hath happened unto thee? Then the woman, by reason of her pains and suffering, said, This has happened because I told a lie, and falsely accused a monk who never touched me. Now it was such and such a youth who had done this thing to her. And when the man who ministered unto Macarios learned this, he came to him with gladness, and he rejoiced, and said unto him, The virgin was not able to bring forth, until she confessed and said, The monk never touched me, and what I have said about him is a falsehood. And behold, all the village is preparing to come to thee with repentance, so that thou mayest forgive them. And Macarios, in order that he might not be troubled by them, rose up straightway and fled, and departed to the place wherein he had his abode at that time. And this is the reason why he came to Skeet. And he said, I hate the love of praise of young men who toil, and who have no reward, because they expect the adulation of the children of men. Then another well-known old man said unto him, And it is not greatly acceptable unto me, but it is better that they should work for praise, rather than they should despise it. For it always constraineth those who love praise to lead lives of abstinence, and to keep vigil, and to live in nakedness for the sake of vainglory, and to bear afflictions for the sake of praise. Then after these things the grace of God came to them, and spake, saying, Wherefore do ye not toil for my sake? And why do ye toil for the sake of the children of men? And they were convinced that they must not expect the praise of men, but that of God. And when the brethren heard this, they said, Verily the matter is indeed thus. Chapter 41 Of a certain old man, who in his simplicity said that Melchizedek was the Son of God. And Abba Daniel told a story of another old man who used to live in the lower countries of Egypt, and who said in his simplicity that Melchizedek was the Son of God. Now when this became known unto the blessed man, Theophilus, the archbishop of Alexandria, he sent a message that the monks should bring the old man to him. And when he saw him, he perceived that he was a seer of visions, and that everything which he had asked God for, he gave him. And that he spake these words in his simplicity, for the archbishop dealt with him wisely in the following manner, saying, Father, Entreat thou God for me, because my thoughts tell me that Melchizedek was the Son of God. And he said to him likewise, It cannot be thus, for the high priest of God was a man. And now, because I had doubts in my mind concerning this, I sent for thee that thou mayest make supplication unto God that he may reveal to thee the matter, 
Then, because the old man had confidence in his labors, he spake unto him boldly, saying, Wait three days, and I will inquire of God, and then I shall be able to inform thee who Melchizedek was. So the old man departed and came again after three days, and said unto the blessed Archbishop Theophilus, Melchizedek was a man. And the Archbishop said unto him, How knowest thou, Father? And the old man said, God showed me all the patriarchs, one by one, and they passed before me, one after the other, from Adam to Melchizedek. And an angel said to me, This is Melchizedek. Know then that of a truth, the matter is as it hath appeared unto me. And the old man departed, and he himself proclaimed that Melchizedek was a man, and the blessed Theophilus rejoiced greatly. Chapter 42 Of Abba Makarios the Egyptian, the disciple of Mar Antony. Abba Makarios used to dwell by himself in the desert, and there was below him another desert wherein many dwelt, and the old man was himself watching the road one day, and saw Satan traveling on it in the form of a man, and he came along with the intention of passing him, and he was arrayed in a garment which was full of holes, and various fruits were hanging about him. And the old man, Macario, said unto him, Whither goest thou? And he said, I am going to visit the brethren, and to make them mindful of their work. And the old man said to him, For what purpose are the various fruits which are on thee required? And Satan answered and said, I am carrying them to the brethren for food. And the old man said, All these? And Satan said, Yea, for if one pleaseth not a brother, I hand him over another, and if that pleaseth him not, I give him another. And one or other of these must certainly please him. And having said these things, Satan went on his way. Then the old man continued to watch the road until Satan came along in return. And when he saw him, he said unto him, Hast thou been successful? And Satan said, Whence am I to obtain help? And the old man said, For what purpose? Then Satan said, They have all forsaken me, and have rebelled against me, and not one of them will allow himself to be over-persuaded by me. And the old man said, Hast thou not then one friend left there? And Satan said to him, Yea, I have one brother, but one only who will be persuaded by me. Although whensoever he seeth me, he turneth away his face as from that of an adversary. The old man saith to him, What is the name of this brother? And Satan said, Theopemptus. And having said these things, he departed and went on his way. Then Abamacarios rose up and went down to the lower desert, and the brethren heard of his coming, and they brought palm leaves and went out to meet him. And every monk prepared and made ready his abode, thinking he would come and dwell there. But the old man only asked for the brother whose name was Theopemptus, and he received him joyfully. Now when the brethren began to speak among themselves, the old man said unto him, What hast thou to say, O my brother, and how are thine own affairs? And Theopemptus said to him, At the present moment matters are well with me, for he was ashamed to speak. The old man said unto him, Behold, I have now lived a life of stern asceticism for many years, and I am held in honor by every man, 
Nevertheless, even though I am an old man, the spirit of fornication disturbeth me. And Theopemptus answered and said, Believe me, Father, it disturbeth me also. And the old man, like one who was vexed by many thoughts, made a reason for talking, and at length he led the brother to confess the matter. And afterwards he said unto him, How long dost thou fast? And the brother said unto Macarios, Until the ninth hour. And the old man saith, Fast until the evening, and continue to do so, and thou shalt repeat passages from the book of the Gospels, and from the other scriptures. If a thought riseth in thy mind, let not thy mind look downwards, but always upwards, and the Lord shall help thee. Thus having made the brother reveal his thoughts, and having given him encouragement, he departed to go to his own desert, and he traveled along the road, and watched according to his custom. And he saw the devil again, and said unto him, Whither goest thou? And he answered and said to him, I go to remind the brethren of their work. And having departed and come back again, the holy man said unto him, How are the brethren? And the devil answered, They are in an evil case. And the old man said, Why? And the devil said, Because they are all like savage animals, and they are rebellious. But worst of all is that even the one brother who used to be obedient to me hath turned through what cause I know not, and he will not be in any way persuaded by me, and he is the most savage of them all against me, and I have on this account taken an oath that I will never again go to that place, at least only after a very long time. Now this Apomacarios was marvelous in his life and deeds. Once as he was traveling along in the inner desert, he looked and behold, there was a certain old man coming towards him, and he was arrayed in apparel which was very old, and over his whole body there were hung very many things which were like unto pots, each one being provided with rings, and he was covering them over as they were with a covering, and he drove his staff into the ground, and though he was as timid and terrified as a fugitive slave, he pretended to be bold, and stood up like a brave man, and spake to the blessed Macarius face to face, saying, What dost thou in this wilderness? And why art thou wandering hither and thither herein? And the blessed Macarius answered and said unto him, I wish to find God, for I am fleeing from error. But who art thou, O old man? Tell me, for I observe that thy raiment is very different from that of the children of men. Tell me now, what are these things which thou hast upon thee? Then the old man, though unwilling, confessed and said, I am he whom thou callest by the name Calminator, and these things which thou seest upon me are those wherewith I draw towards myself the children of men, and with each one of these, according as it befitteth and is suitable for a man, I take care to fulfill the work of error, and by means of their lusts, as with wings, I make to turn backwards those who are obedient unto me. And I have great happiness in those who, through my crafts and wiles, stumble and fall. And when the blessed Macarios had heard these things, he plucked up courage, and said unto Satan, By Christ, who caused thee to make a mockery of the holy angels, Explain to me one by one each and all of the things which thou carriest, for by this thou shalt be revealed. 
so that a man may see the insidiousness of thy arts and wiles, and may learn thy hidden snares, and may recognize the multitude of the burning arrows of thine error, and may flee from the performance of thy will. Then the calminator answered and said, I must reveal unto thee my craftiness, even though I be unwilling so to do, for it is impossible for me to hide from thee any of the things which thou seest. Learn thou the use or reason of each pot. If I find a man who meditateth continually on the law of God, I pour out upon him from the pot which is on my head dizziness and headache, and I restrain him from this work thereby. On the man who hath chosen to watch by means of the recital of prayers and psalms, I pour out from the pot which is on my eyelids a disposition to sleep, and I lead and drive him along by main force into slumber. These which thou seest that I have on my ears are prepared for disobedience and the transgression of the commandments, and by their means I trap those who wish to lead a good life to disobey the word of truth. From those which hang from my nose I sprinkle on the young the sweet smell of happiness and lead them into fornication. From those which are on my mouth I throw out flowers and I incite the ascetic by means of blastigements, and I make to sin those who live a life of abstinence and self-denial by means of such dainty meats and foods according to my desire, and by means of those which are on my mouth I also draw many into the utterance of calumnies and into filthy talk, and to speak briefly. In each one of these pots is the seed which is most useful for increasing the fruits which are worthy of me, and which may be gathered from the labors of the husbandman who labor in my vineyard. And from the pots which are hung about my neck, I pour out pride, and I enclose with my nets those who are haughty in their minds. And so, by means of all these, I possess in the world multitudes of subjects who love the things which are mine, that is to say, worldly praise and wealth, which are the things that, by those who are remote from God, are believed to be good things in the world. And the pots which thou seest hanging from my breasts are full of my imaginings, and with some of these I water the hearts of the children of men, and by means of the drunkenness of the passions I dissipate and destroy the mind which feareth God. And through my error I confound the memory of those men who wish to meditate upon and to think about the things which concern the world to come, and those which hang upon my body are full of want of feeling and perception, and by their means I prepare those who are without understanding to live in a savage and animal manner, a life which is characterized by various kinds of brutish habits. And in the pots which I carry below my body will be found all things which are useful and suitable for union with women in fornication, and for filthy wantonness. Those which are on my hands are useful in the committal of murders, and by their means, as by hands, is carried out and performed the work of those who are subject unto me voluntarily. And the pots which thou seest hanging from my neck and back have in them the thick darkness of my temptations, wherewith I am able to vanquish those who are so bold as to contend against me. And I lay ambushes behind me, and I rush out to overthrow those who depend upon and who boast in their own strength. 
and the pots which thou seest hanging on my loins and thighs, and which are arranged downwards to my feet, are full of the snares and nets which I pour out, and with which I make crooked and confound the ways of those who wish to journey in the narrow path of the fear of God. And I impede thereby the goings of those who cultivate ascetic excellence, and I make them to journey on my way, which is easy to travel, for I take my seat between the two ways of life and death. And whilst I confound and lead astray those who wish to journey in the way of life, I lead and help on their way those who are traveling on the road of death. And I strengthen them also, and I make them valiant, so that they may go forward easily in my paths. And when they are bowed down and labor under my yoke, I sow evil and abominable vices among them, like thorns and brambles, and having gathered in from seed of this kind the fruit of such crops, which they believe to be pleasant, they deny the way of truth, because evil men are taken in the snares of the filthiness of abominable things. But thou, O Macarius, hast never once inclined thyself to obey me, so that by thine obedience I might be able to find even a little consolation. But thou burnest me up wholly by means of the mighty armor of the humility which thou bearest, and for this reason I haste to depart to mine own subjects. For thou possessest a good Lord, and thou hast mighty companions, who tranquilly and happily serve God, and who protect thee as a beloved son. And when the chosen athlete had heard these things, he made the sign of the cross over himself, and said, Blessed be God who hath made those who have put their hopes in him to make thee a mockery and a laughingstock and who hath preserved me wholly and completely from thy error, so that whilst turning aside from the same, I was able to advance in the good fight, and having fought and conquered, I shall receive a crown from the good Lord whom I possess. Flee then, and get thee afar off, O thou who art envious of the things which are good. For Christ will make an end of thee, so that thou mayest not dare to attack any of those who worship him. For sufficient for thee are those whom thou hast drawn unto thyself by flattery, through thy evil wiles and their own sluggish will, and made to travel on the flat, wide road of destruction. Thou shalt not then dare to draw nigh unto those who of their own will have elected to travel in the narrow and straight and troubled and vexatious way of life, but have fear and depart from those who dwell in waste places and in deserts. Now when the blessed man had said these things, straightway the calminator disappeared, and the holy man Macarius bowed the knee, and prayed, saying, Glory be unto thee, O Christ, thou who art the refuge of those who are overtaken by storms, thou who art the redeemer of those who flee unto thee for refuge, now, always, and forever, and ever. Amen. End of chapters 37 through 42.